up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala Bud. Yala Bud. We're still working on the on the jingle uh, to yeah. introduce. I haven't had, haven't got any responses so far. Right? Asking crowdsourcing yeah. for the jingle. They won't like asking people to do free work now. <laughs> It's not work. It's not work if you love it. You that's love true. That's true. If it. you love it, if you love this podcast, it's not work to us to actually, to actually create a jingle for us. <laughs> wow, that's 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 self praise, man. Hashtag self praise, yeah. No, 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 but but yeah, I for mean, for now, yeah, for now it's y'all, love. But what, so so I mean, uh, now we're already we've been doing this podcast for quite a while since we got back on track, right? Yeah. Uh, how what how's the response been from people? So far, because I, mean, I, I don't mean yeah. I don't mean the Instagram as yeah. much as you do like, That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so I mean, yeah. I think generally the response since we started has always been great. It was really uh, heartwarming to see that when we took a break of like two months when we were filming our TV show, people were messaging us saying, "Hey, yo, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast?" So now that we have started, we are slowly creeping up the charts on Spotify's podcast list. I think last we checked last night was the top forty. So we're hoping to to inch up all the way to the top and compete with the likes of like, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. But it's not so much about the competition. It's all competing. about the competition, man. It's, it's not all about, about the competing. competition. It's just that I think it's just uh, having diverse voices from Singaporeans, you know, like real Singaporean podcasts. Mm. I think that's what's interesting because I see a lot of other uh, podcasts like uh, randomly relatable SG and and uh, okay, let's go. Okay, no let's tapace. go. Yeah, so so it's really it, it's depends on what you like, uh, right? Yeah. The so the heartwarming thing, like when we spoke to Vinny Sharp, I think the podcast. Is already mm. out, right? Yeah. So he, I mean, he said a lot of nice, nice things about yeah. about having uh, us having a very balanced view about things, which was, you know, it was very well articulated. Yeah. Uh, so it was what we set out to do, la. Yeah, and but he said it in such poetic, in such a poetic way. I was like, whoa. Yeah, because he's Vinny Sharp. If yeah. you if you're living under a rock, uh, and you might not have heard of the Netflix show called Singapore Social, he's one of the five, five or six, six, five, five cast members whose lives were profiled and showcased in the show. Yeah. And as Tabitha Nauser uh, rightly claimed, he does su- love the sound of his voice. Uh. Yeah. Actually, and his voice is nice. La. Yeah. And, and one thing I think is uh, important to clarify, we are not, it wasn't sponsored posts or anything oh, yeah. that we were <laughs> yeah. featuring these guys from Singapore Social. Yeah. We had, they, it was basically, we talked about Singapore Social, the cast got interested to, to come on board our podcast and, and we just said, yeah, why not, you know? Yeah, so at the time of recording this podcast, which is on 12th December, uh, we've already released the Vinny Sharp one. We have already recorded the podcast with Paul Foster and Nicole Go, trying to get the others down. So the podcast will, all the podcasts we have will be out within the next few days, if not next week. Yeah, the other ones meaning uh, May and Suki. Yeah. So if you really, really want to hear Hear them yeah, on our slide podcast. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, go into the DMs. Uh, like, go into the DMs. <laughs> message them, tell them, hey, why didn't you do a podcast at Ministry of Funny? Right? <laughs> yeah, anyway. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. Uh, but, but for this podcast, we're back to regular programming where we, we talk about one serious topic that, that we were kind of thinking about or that caught our attention from the past week as well as one goofy topic. Mm. So to start off with, what is our serious topic, Terrence? Um, it's or do you want me to go through it? I would like you to go through it. Okay, you introduce yeah. the title, I will go into the details. Or the, the, the premise. Uh, Wait, the I haven't even read the book. Oh, you know. haven't read the book? I haven't read the book. I wouldn't King know how to... I, I know it's just something Thanks, to do with Terrence. a dog. <laughs> it's something to do with dogs. I like dogs, but I haven't read the book. <laughs> okay, the book is called The Curious Incident of the Dog at Night, which was a book that was written some, like maybe, I don't know, six, seven years ago. It won a ton of awards. It's about uh, the, the, the point of view of this 15-year-old boy who's uh, got asp- asp- who suffers from Asperger's and kind of recounting his experience of finding out uh, uh, on one morning that his neighbor's dog is dead. So it's a very interesting book because it is literally written from his perspective, which means that uh, his understanding of what happens around him uh, is, is kind of like a different perspective to what someone who doesn't suffer from Asperger's would, would think. La. So that's why it shed a lot of light on uh, people who, who maybe have a, have a different POV for whatever reason. Um, it, the, the writer uh, says that it was targeted towards uh, young adults, uh, but it was so good and it's such an easy read. It's not a long book uh, that it got kind of used for literature studies. So in Singapore? In, in, around the world. Around, around the world. world. Okay. So why it's relevant this week is because there was a certain Facebook user uh, who goes by the name Shait Alwi. And I'm saying his name because his name is out there. Like he was the one who first posted that he was very, very pissed off that that book was selected as reading for literature by a, by a particular secondary school uh, because there are swear words in it. So mm. to go into, into detail, 
the F word is written 28 times. The S word, which I assume is shit. Yeah, we can say anything on this podcast, like, which is a luxury. Yeah. F word, fuck, written 28 times. S word, shit, written 18 times. And the C word makes one appearance. The C word being cunt. Mm. Um, so, so he went, he wrote a post of like one paragraph saying, how can MOE accept that this book um, is, is being used in schools? Uh, some of the characters uh, express atheistic views. They use uh, phrases like, for Christ's sake and all that. And this is disgusting and all that. So he posted something, he got like 6,300 shares. I'm sure part of the shares were mocking it, but yeah. it seems like a lot of the shares were supporting it because in the few days that followed, the, 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 the unbelievably majestic Facebook group called Singaporeans Defending Marriage and Family echoed his sentiments, shared his posts, and, and were very, very, very vocal about how it is a horrible act that, that MOE has, has uh, approved this book. So, of course, that got shared by this ridiculous fucking Facebook page by people who believe in the same things. And it's the same thing, just saying, oh, you know, let, to quote, to quote their, their Facebook posts, first of all, they praise the guy who, who talked about the book. Um, and then they have phrases like cultural Marxist, militant, secularist, humanist, and leftist who want to attack religious people and religion. They break the law. Kind of like accusing the writers and the people who legitimize this book. Lah. Um, oh, but then, just, just sorry, uh, just to uh, interject before we wait into the deep end. Yeah. So basically, uh, there was this book mm. that was introduced into the literature uh, by a se- by a particular secondary school. Uh, by a secondary school into the secondary school curriculum for, for literature. For literature, it was like the selected book for literature uh, reading. So, so it was compulsory for the students studying literature to read it, Right. Yes. Okay. Got it. And then yeah. and then, basically, someone got a. Got a got a whiff of the book and and actually listed down how many f words and, and vulgar, vulgarities it had and why and why that's very bad for children to read like, Is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> and and it's just, I mean, like uh, so so the interesting thing is okay. Of course, after that, after all that shares, MOE had to respond like, Yeah. And they did say that this book is not on their list of recommended books, oh, okay. but for lower secondary schools they actually allow the school and they give the school autonomy to decide the books for themselves. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah. Like, I think MOE does, in recent times, they've done a lot of stuff relating to books that have been fucking stupid. But in this, in this case, I applaud their, their approach. Like, you know, they let the school decide and the teachers, I'm sure when they were discussing should they select this book, this probably did come up, but I respect them and I salute them for pushing forward with it. Mm. But, of course, parents got pissed off and... Um, they, the, the, whatever articles I've found they don't talk about whether the book is still being used by the school yep. so, so I guess what, what we wanted to talk about was why this has happened whether, whether there's any merit at all in not exposing 13 or 14 year olds to a book like this yeah. uh, and just to understand uh, why and how this happened so, mm. so that, that's what happened uh, just to give some context this is not the first time the book has stirred up controversy yep. uh, I think in 2014 it was pulled from a, from a summer school in Florida. Uh, before that, it was pulled from a summer school in Michigan. So, I guess the one thing there is that conservative people are all around the world. Yeah. Uh, and the writer also, he, he had a good point. Like, I love his approach. Like, he said, you know, people always think I'm supposed to get pissed off when the books get banned. But to him, first of all, it causes more debate. And second of all, it actually gets more people to read. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to read the book yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Terrence has never read it. Uh, I mean, similarly, a few years ago, there was that book with the two penguins. The, yeah, the, the penguins that fall yeah. in love. Right? Yeah. yeah. I never heard of that book. I never yeah. knew of those penguins. But the fact that it was burned, I think, uh, actually made me want to read it. La. Yeah. So it just fucking boggles my mind. La, like this, this whole thing. So, okay, I've been blabbering on for a few minutes. Terrence, can you please say something? No, I, I mean, the I, I'm only listening to the, what's going on because uh, actually, I think a lot of people expect literature in secondary schools to be you really reading the classics and everything mm. the classics that have stood the test of time and and probably don't don't i mean if if there were swear words in them they would have been filtered out by this process of angry parents yeah and all that really but uh i think there is also the debate of of whether children should be allowed to read classics like huckleberry finn yeah because, because there's a they use uh, racial slurs in there. Very outdated racial slurs in Even there. Even to kill a mockingbird, right? They use the N word uh, like a lot of times. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm not exactly sure which books exactly, but yeah, no, I mean, Terrence the, the, doesn't read like, by the yeah, way. I don't read. That's why <laughs> I just watch Singapore Social all day. That's how I do. Yeah. And Terrace House, but uh, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, this is not a new thing. It's mm. 
happened before. It just happens that this one is a, a more recent modern uh, book. Yeah. And and it has swear words in it, unfortunately. I yeah. mean, unfortunately for the those parents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an age-old debate and, and I'm not sure, like... Um, so, okay, if I, if I ask you this, like, let's say you have a 13-year-old mm. kid who goes, who's going to secondary school, right? And you know there's a book with a ton of swear words in it. Mm. What, what, would you, what would you think? What would be your first thought? Uh? Um, if I haven't taught the, my 13-year-old kid swear words by then, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it's, it's... Yeah, you'd be outraged. Uh, if, if, so if are you saying were, no? Don't say you. What, what, what about you? Oh, what about me? Yeah. Uh, I think it's important. I think... Uh, what's the saying? It's kind of like inoculating your children against... Oh, like vaccination. Vaccination uh. out there. <laughs> Before they go out there and then they kind of right? you have to teach them the simple stuff first. <laughs> so, so if someone says to you, fuck, you know, you respond so with, fuck you back. Are you saying like when they are a three-year-old getting vaccina- vaccination for polio, <laughs> measles, you're like, okay, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, chibai, chibai, chibai. <laughs> no, you got to teach them to react so they're not caught like a deer in headlights. <laughs> the next time some, you know, some are being or what, like, bumps into them then they can't enough it's how to eat right now they just oh, oh, my, oh god. my god yeah, and they oh start crying and ball on the floor you don't want that to happen that's more embarrassing than than them being caught like you know saying fuck you to someone else la. yeah so so I mean if, okay first of all I recommend everyone visit the Singaporeans Defending Marriage and Family Facebook page because it yeah. is it is a work of art yeah, yeah. I'm tempted to like and follow them just to see what kind of uh, I wouldn't say okay I wouldn't say bullshit because what I've tried to do as I get older is understand yeah. that whenever people post stuff that sounds ridiculous to me, they are coming from a different angle, yeah. I yeah. guess. So I try to understand them, but it's, it's hard la, because, yeah. because you get people like, so someone posted that her daughter came to her like almost crying saying, oh my God, she's so shaken by reading this book. And <laughs> there's a whole thread on the page where they, you have parents who are taking photos of pages of books yep. with, with words that are yeah. uh, vulgar and highlighting it. La. Yeah. So, so, okay, so let's take the perspective of you're a parent who really doesn't want your kid to, to be exposed to words like this, la, yep. which I can understand. Of course, let's say I'm just thinking if I have a kid in future uh, for whatever reason, uh, would I want them to be exposed to stuff that is not not good la, or deem uh, like like just exposed to stuff like let's say drugs or like pornography or mm. pedophilic content and all not not by their own uh, initiative yeah. be just exposed to it la. of course I wouldn't want them to yeah. but I guess maybe it's one of those things that okay because I'm thinking like right now they can block this book, but you can just go to Google and type anything and you'll be see, you see so much shit. Yeah. So I agree with your approach saying that it's better to educate. But, but it's, it, I'm just thinking what, what, what is MOE's take or what is the school's take? They'll probably have to pull it. La. Yeah. I mean, right. I think you're correct la, in the sense that we can't immediately from where we're sitting as like uh, fairly liberal, uh, you know, young, uh, yeah. educated, uh, educated elites yeah. in Singapore. We, that position... Uh, we you tend to forget that there are there are instances where people do need to keep their children away from certain types of yeah. uh, content as much as possible la. yeah uh, I think uh, aside from the medical stuff like like having epileptic seizures or right mm-hmm. where where you see flashing lights in a show and yeah. you get epileptic seizures uh, one incident I remember was a a relative who um, her kids were hanging out uh, I was hanging out in the, in the in the TV room with the kids and then uh, I I started flipping channels to to watch the Lord of the Rings, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, Lord of the Rings is such a nice little fairy tale book that, you mm. know, everyone loves. Let's let's watch it. It's, I mean, it's Chinese New Year or whatever. And I'm sure the parents wouldn't mind. And I think we're like halfway through uh, one of the movies, I kind of second or third one. Then after that, the parents suddenly barges in and they're like, oh shit, please, please, you can't watch this. You can't let you watch this. Please go out, go out, go out. And then the, they pull the kids out and then I feel like, hey, oh shit. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the freaking rings. Not even... There's Was not, it sex or anything? There's not a word of vulgarity <laughs> or sex in there. But apparently, like, the kids have had instances where they've watched uh, action movies or, or, or fantasy movies before. Yeah. And then, like, uh, one day the parent comes home and then the kid's upstairs and suddenly, and we're alone upstairs and suddenly the kid ah, starts screaming. Parent runs upstairs and then the kid says, I saw that wizard it, it come out from the closet. You know, that kind of thing. Uh. Uh, so the kids have very active imaginations, for example. Yeah. So watching shows like Lord of the Rings or action adventure shows triggers or, or kind of, you know, um, plays with the, the imagination and makes them see things that they don't see. Were they, were they, are they even good? Were they good parents? <laughs> I, th- I mean, you, you could... I, I don't because, know. Okay, yeah, because yeah. the thing, the reason I say that is because how... I mean, 
the the beautiful thing about children is that they have wild imaginations, right? Yeah. And yeah. you want to expose them so that they can have a bigger worldview. Because if you don't want them to imagine shit, then then just lock them up in a room. Uh. I mean, yeah, but you also don't want them to be so scared that they can't sleep at night. Then you also can't sleep at night because they can't sleep at night. Everything, yeah. Uh. Then just do what my mom used to do. Uh, give yeah. me brandy. Brandy. Oh. <laughs> Until I don't know. Like fucking is a is a like an Indian thing. Okay, give yeah. your kids brandy to stop the cough. That was, that the was kid- after you're eighteen, uh, That was after you're eighteen. <laughs> if not it's underage, she's like forcing you to <laughs> do underage no, drinking. So I mean she she uh, my, my my I mean I think she she did it like uh once maybe. Uh, just for me to tr- to try it, but it is an old wives' tale yeah. where you give your your child brandy to stop them from coughing, but oh, they don't realize that really? the kid's not coughing because of the fucking brandy. It's because the kid's drunk, la. Oh man! <laughs> so so how did I come to this? Eh? Uh, because we're explaining whether you want to keep your kids away from scary stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so like let's say okay, like going back to the thing about how as a parent you probably want to protect your your kids from something that is not necessary. Because you could argue that. Okay, this book might be great, but there are a lot of great books out there. Yeah. Why must they choose this book? Right, Which right. I can understand. And up to this day, right, whenever my mom chances upon our videos, because she stopped watching our videos a long time ago, yeah. and she hears me use the word fuck, right? Yeah. She cringes. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and like in the in the TV show that we uh, that is for our TV show that's coming out in January, or even in a previous TV show that I was in where I was in my underwear, yeah. or just doing something remotely like uh, uh, vulgar she would freak out la, and yeah. she would close her eyes and she, she would actually lecture me why you have to do this you know what a family was and this is someone who I think over the years has opened up and who has a son who is very I would like to think liberal and yet she still feels that mm. uh, and she's not malicious or anything she's super sweet but that's her position so I can imagine parents like this without thinking about their age like if a 20 something year old parent uh, is complaining about this book then I don't know what the fuck their problem is, like, but 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 maybe the parents have uh they they're okay with the kids eventually like uh being exposed to vulgarities or something. Yeah, it's just that they they in their in their own minds are uh, they set a certain age. Uh, like yeah, once you hit twelve, you can't you can't really control what they see on the internet anymore. Yeah, yeah. So the funny thing for this one is that the book is for secondary school. Come on, yeah. these kids are like 13, 14, 15 and up really. So yeah. I mean, I guess you can't fault the author because he did target it towards young adults. Because yeah. if you read it. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they ask, it's kind of a meta in some way and like, it, it, there's a lot of layers. So in, in some sense, it's a good literature book. Mm. Um, and the one thing they never discuss here is that how the teachers approach the book. Because the teacher could very well have been in like with the students saying, okay, there are vulgar words here. There are vulgar words here and all. But the, the point of this book is also, sh- also to show that someone who suffers from Asperger's, they see the swear words differently. Like, and mm-hmm. the author did say that this book does not contain swearing. In some way, it is about swearing uh-huh. and it's about a different perspective towards swearing. Yeah. So to me, that is a good thing to learn. That is a good thing to teach that, okay, swear words are not, not ideal, not nice things to say, but they, are, they, they do occur in the world. Yeah. They're not going to stop. So this is just a different way to look at it. Yeah. So at no point did these people even try and fucking think about the, the, the teacher's approach. Because I'm guessing that these books, if anything that is recommended by a department in a school, it does go through some discussions, like give them mm. the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure some, the teachers are not stupid. They're going to understand that this book contains swear words. There might be some controversy, but hey, you know what? Let's think about how to best teach this to the students. Yep. So the people who are jumping on this bandwagon saying, oh, this book is terrible. Uh, maybe the teachers have already found a way to contain it. Yeah. But that is, of course, never part of the discussion. La. So the, the, the other, the, the extreme they take is, let's get rid of this book and fucking keep our, keep our, our children this myopic uh, worldview that the world is perfect and everyone's nice. Yeah. So actually, that, that's true. Uh, that, I mean, if you're going to teach your kids vulgarities, right? Yeah. A controlled environment in a school with a teacher supervision might be the best place yeah, to do it, right? exactly. Like, okay, all these parents talking about this, right? Yeah. How many, are they planning to educate their kids on the swear words? Because uh, swear words <laughs> is an inevitability. Obviously, th- the guy who, who was counting the number of swear words, yeah. the, he's, he's like very familiar with swear yeah, words. <laughs> exactly. And, and to me then, are you even being a, as good a parent as you claim to be? Because there's no way you can, your, life, your kid can go through life without being exposed. Chances are they already know all these fucking words. Yeah, secondary school, for goodness sake. Secondary <laughs> school, yeah, fucks, yeah. Like, I think the secondary school I went through was so mild and tame. When I went to army, I listened to the stories yeah. of my, my, uh, my peers in secondary school. Fuck, man, they were doing crazy shit. And that was before even, the internet. Yeah, before the, we, did, we didn't even have the internet and yeah. we already were exposed to so much yeah. of this crap. Man. I remember before the internet, like you want to like uh, just download like something also, it'll take fucking ages. Now you can get everything at the, at the, at the snap of your fingers. Yeah. So yeah. if these parents don't have a plan to educate their kids on vulgarities, then they're shitty fucking parents. Yeah. 
And then going back to the, the, the since it's on the, the dog, right? Yeah. It, I mean, there is research that if you expose your child from an early age to domestic animals like uh, pets and cats and dogs, they actually, it actually helps to build up their immune, uh, immune system against a lot more mm. um, allergies and things like that. Allergens because, you know, dog hair, blah, blah, things yeah. like that. Because the kid is exposed from a young age and has a chance to slowly build up against those allergens. Uh. Yeah. Whereas, um, so that's, that's the thing I'm seeing here is that a lot of people think, oh, you know, I better, it's not safe for the kid to touch dirty things and all that. But actually, you might be making it worse for your child down the yeah. line uh, when he grows up and then he, he, he gets a, you know, he get, goes nuts because there's a the whiff of peanut in the air or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I told you before my approach to this kind of things because, like, thankfully, I met, I had some experiences in like countries like Nepal in the villages, you know. And you see kids there, right? They don't give, they not say they don't give a fuck. I, don't, I think that's that's the way they approach. Yeah. Like, they they step, they go barefoot, they 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 step on mud and all. But they are all healthy, la, Or at yeah. least they were healthy when I was there. But but coming back to this, I mean, I mean, when we were studying in the US, remember there the ridiculous uh, drinking age is twenty one, I think. Yep. And you get all these people who in their own hometowns they can't drink. The moment they come to college, they fucking go crazy and they get drunk. And you see people getting their stomachs pumped in, in, sure. in at school events, which is fucking ridiculous. And on the flip side, you hear some little a little more progressive European countries. I think Germany was the thing where they even sell drinks like shandy, which is Seven mm. uh, Up and beer to kids who are at their younger age, yep. so that they taste this alcohol. If they don't like it, they don't like it. But they learn to drink responsibly. Like. Yeah, yeah, so it's almost like these kids, these parents of this book, are you saying what? When you're 18, finally, your children can listen to swear words. Yeah. Then you just give them like, fuck, fuck, chiba, chiba, kanina, yeah. everything. So it's just so so ridiculous. The more I talk about it, the more I find, I can understand where they are coming from. But what is their plan to to kind of in, introduce their kids to swear words? Because yeah. if they are living in this world where, oh, our kids are never going to swear, fuck off. La. Yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a good point. Because, uh, yeah, when like the last time I, I stayed with a French family on exchange and everything, uh, one of the things that shocked me was that the family was actually feeding their five or six-year-old child little bits of wine at dinner. And uh, I think, that, and, and I realized, yeah, in their culture, it's, it's totally just about, uh, it, to them, firstly, to them, alcohol or wine is a completely normal mm. part of their daily existence. You yeah. know, it's like a drink, you're just drinking water. Of course, being a kid, you can't drink that much or what. But they start you young, you know. They just give you a little taste of it. They ask you, hey, you want to try a little bit? You want to share the family? Because we're all enjoying this, cup, this bottle of wine together. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I think... Th- so from there, those kids probably grow up and they never go... Never ever had to end up in the hospital with their stomachs mm, yeah. being pumped up. Because then alcohol <laughs> is like... It's the most normal thing. It's what my dad used to, used to drink, you know. It wasn't like amazing or anything. Yeah. In the same way, like if... if not, not saying that you have to swear at your child every day, but <laughs> yeah. but explaining to them the context of what what why there are swear words in this book and when you should or shouldn't use them. I think that's useful, right? To start at a young age. Yeah, that's why. Maybe they should start like incorporating all these swear words into nursery rhymes. Maybe we should like be pitching that to like all the the preschools out there. Yeah, we'll teach exactly. your we'll teach your kids <laughs> the basics one on one of swearing. Yeah, a new course. Yeah. Like we can we can do it very academically and very yeah. very uh very very carefully yeah. okay there's this word fuck yeah. it is a very uh, very very flexible word it can mean many things yeah. uh, you might hear it in this instance you might hear it in that instance yeah. but if you want to use fuck in this instance there are many other ways that can express the same sentiment yeah. see there's so many ways to approach this maybe yeah, we should a, write a book a, or do a Sesame Street show uh. today's yeah. program was bought, brought to you by the terms kanina yeah. <laughs> yeah. everybody together <laughs> kanina fantastic <laughs> And then you learn his name. He's not Big Bird. He's Kuku Chiao, something like that. You know? <laughs> then you play like that viral Kuku Chiao chant by that uh, uni kid yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I hope that all our listeners know what Sesame Street is. Is it still going on? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's still uh, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it's and I, th- I think it's been modernized to include like more colors and different things like that. Like. I don't know whether they swear inside the show. <laughs> Probably not yet. But. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like if there's a if there's a nice way to introduce people to swear, because swear words are not going to go away. Like. Yeah. I, I find swear swear words very, very, uh, very, very nice part of language because they, they basically allow you to, it's like an emoji. It's like a verbal mm. emoji. Mm. It allows you to express something very, very briefly and very succinctly uh, and very accurately. Like. Yeah. So it's going to be part of life. So these parents, maybe we should start posting on Singaporeans defending marriage and family. Like just post mm-hmm. the definition of, of a swear word and how it can be used yeah. and why the benefits, the pros and cons. Like. Before you do that though, I think uh, something everyone should do is to go to the page and see if any of your friends 
are in the in that group as well. But yeah, but don't okay. judge because don't I'm judge. thinking of following. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if people see me on this page, then it it, it kind of reflects uh, uh, <laughs> an impression of me that is not really accurate. No, like. but I'm saying not 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 to judge, but just yeah. to see. You, I think it's surprising when you realize the, uh, the spectrum of political views that your friends have. You think, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. Your, the friends you grew up with must be similar to you and everything, but then you realize actually, hey, people have yeah. a lot of different opinions. Because yeah, yeah. especially now and at our age, a lot of our friends are parents. Yeah. Actually, yeah. maybe the next time I meet them, because whenever I meet my friends, and I'm guessing anyone in their 30s or even late 20s, when you meet your friends that you grew up with, you probably don't meet them often enough to 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 go into deep discussions when you do meet. So the the, con- the discussions tend to be very small, talky, very mm, superficial mm, mm, almost, and you never get a chance to discover their political views or yeah. or views on more social issues. Yeah, but when your friends have kids, you still have a grace period that you can meet up with them and still be swearing. Uh. That's what I realized. Because a lot of my friends, uh, you know, they have kids that are like, or like when they're babies. Uh. Two, yeah, yeah. So I can still meet up and I can still be swearing a bit and a kid wouldn't know what the hell you're saying. Uh. So, yeah. so they don't have to cover the ears or anything. When they get a little like older, then, then it starts being a problem. But I also have a few friends, I think, who are, whose kids are like four or five and they just swear. They don't swear all the time. Uh, but once yeah. in a while, they let out a fuck and they're like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> uh. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Uh. I, think, I think it's good if if the parents allow one one or two of these things to slip in and out, la. Yeah, that's why it's, yeah. it's just it's just weird, la. Yeah, it's a it's a, I think it's just a byproduct of uh, uh, overprotective parents. But, is but, this the verbal equivalent of using the uh, using the what the, the wet tissue to go and wipe your kids' hands every time they touch something? Oh touch yeah, something la, yeah, stable. <laughs> this is the verbal equivalent <laughs> of that. But it's just it's just saddening to know that this is a few years after that first book with the penguin, yeah. uh, and then earlier this year there was a Watain concert. And it yeah. just seems things are not getting better, man. I almost feel like there's there's something there that we can play with, uh, and kind of like I don't know, make a video about. But the context for the context, the Watain concert was basically uh, people calling for a death metal rock band to have their concert cancelled yeah. in Singapore, right? There was yeah. a big petition. There was someone who started a petition and it got yeah. like fucking 70,000 yeah. signatures. Yeah, and then they actually pulled the license for these guys to yeah, perform, the even day, though they were here. Like already. the day before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was that's uh, also um, a lot of uh, conservative people coming forward and, and, and forcing Yeah, and all these stupid arguments about the demographic of the people attending and all that. But the beautiful thing, that the, this is like the silver cloud, to, silver lining to every cloud, uh, yeah. that for the week after, I think Watain was the most listened to artist <laughs> on Singapore Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> but I never heard of them, yeah. but I, specific, I dedicated at least a bit of time to let them listen to their songs just so they get they get a show of support in whatever yeah. way I could support them. So in this case, the best thing that uh, we could do and other people listening to this podcast can do is go and read. Yeah, go and read. Go and read the book. Go and read. Buy it for your friends, uh, your family, uh, and kind of, the. I mean, people who are older la, and, and just spread the word because I, I remember it being a really good book. Mm. Uh, I mean, I read it so long ago that I can't remember the finer details, but I remember reading it and I was like, wow, shit, this is, Interesting, just because it's told in a very different way, like. mm. and it's not a thick book. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, it's a very, very easy read. You can probably finish it in a few days. Then, how do you think these these people protesting this book are are reacting to things like Singapore Social and Netflix, where you know, let's get fucked up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> they say that every almost every other episode. Uh. No, okay. So the, the the funny thing is that, and this is even something the writer pointed out. Uh, he said, you know. The most complaints he gets are about the, the language. Yeah. But no one has ever complained that the book is about a mother abandoning her son mm. or that there's a scene where the father hits the son. Oh. <laughs> but it's all about his swear words. So the yeah. reason I bring that up is because I think uh, in Singapore social, they use a swear word once or twice. Yeah. And there are certain scenes where Suki bears her chest uh, with, with stuff covering her nipples. Yeah. But it's bad. So I would think that they probably wouldn't want their kids to watch the show. But yeah, I think for them, they'd probably be like, ah, this show... Yeah, you can watch it. It's 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 the I think it's it's the little little details to me that 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 stick out for these people who these uber conservative people. So I think they see it. They're like, oh, okay, it's just a bunch of uh, uh, self indulgent people indulging in themselves, la. Mm. Because I don't think they give it a shot, la, Which is what yeah. we did. Which is why we made a podcast and spoke to all of them because we actually think it's quite entertaining. Yeah. But yeah. So I think they would be more concerned about stuff like like the Book of Mormon came mm. to Singapore, mm. which is the play created by the creators of South Park, yeah. which I can't wait for it to come. But I don't know whether it will ever come because of conservative people like this. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. It's, I think it's a, there's a very, very slim chance. Yeah, maybe they don't even have Netflix. Maybe they don't even let their kids watch YouTube. Probably think about not. it. If, yeah. if they're worried about their kids coming across like a swear word in a book, right? Yeah. They probably limit their kids' access to the computer, which yeah. can be a good thing. Yeah. But... Uh, it's just 
Uh, maybe we should try and get one of his parents on the podcast. <laughs> like, I, I honestly want to hear their perspective and how they plan to approach life and the life of their kid in the, in the world that we live today. La. I mean, it's kind of crazy uh, that, I mean, even uh, that your kid is reading a book. You should be fucking glad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look in at Terrence. He never man. reads. <laughs> in this day and age, if you can get a kid to pick up a fucking book that is not on an iPad or something uh, yeah. and read it, you should be fucking celebrating the book, whatever yeah, it is. Uh. Exactly. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you're getting your kids to read a book, hopefully now more kids want to read the book. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if you can read it, like last time literature, yeah, some books you read, but some are like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Like, uh, But if you can read a book that has swear words in it, mm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. It's like a badge of honor. Like, I think yeah. if you see people, if you, if you go and buy a copy of the book and hold it in MRT and read it in MRT. And someone walks past, you just give a silent nod. Yeah. Uh, you know, then, just then you know, that's a quote for like, yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm cool. So, so yeah, so buy the book, share it with your friends. And if you're a parent uh, or an individual who, who has vastly differing opinions from us and think that this book should be eradicated from the face of the earth, please also get in touch with us. We honestly want to hear your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're quite serious about the Sesame Street, the swearing Sesame Street. Yeah, <laughs> there was actually someone who created a coloring book in a few years ago that has swear words. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've it's seen fucking that. awesome! Like, yeah, yeah, like and there was another great book called "Go the Fuck to Sleep." It's oh, yes, like a, yes. a series of bedtime poems that wow. it's very, like very sweet and uh, childish and poetic, but it has a swear word in it. Like, it's more for adults, right? That one. Yeah, it was it's adult, more for adults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, it yeah. went viral because you get people like Samuel L. Jackson doing a reading of it. It was oh, fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fucking awesome. Yep. So. Cool. So, so that, that essentially was about uh, some parents feeling like they're getting kicked in the face yeah. by, by, by some literature being distributed at schools. Which is a fantastic <laughs> segue into our <laughs> next topic. That was a fucking forced segue, man. But, yeah. but Terrence, well, what is the next topic? You didn't get the segue pun. Uh. Oh, segue. shit. Segue. PM. Pun in a pun. Um, the next topic, although we, we <laughs> say it's a slightly goofy topic, but actually it's a lot more serious. As in the, the repercussions of this were a lot more serious for, for the parties For one involved. individual. Or yeah. two individuals. Yeah, right. basically the, a video popped up uh, over the last couple of days, mm. yesterday, right? Mm. Of um, a PMD rider, personal mobility device rider, who was speeding down a road in Singapore, on a public road in Singapore, even in spite of the recent ban on PMDs on all walkways and public roads in Singapore. Uh, he was speeding down one of these roads and then from across the street, an auxiliary police officer, I think a Certis Cisco mm. auxiliary police officer is caught on video running across the street to try and stop him. And as the PMD comes uh, comes racing towards um, towards the camera, right, the you see the Cisco, Cisco officer run across and he's not able to stop the PMD rider in time. So he just reaches out with his, with his foot and gives a flying kick to the rider. The rider like, and then the rider just almost like crashes. Yeah, he crashes, right? yeah. yeah he like, crashes. He, like he, he wobbles he and wobbles then like and a crashes. few meters later he crashes yeah. and it looks fucking ridiculous. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it looks like something out of a uh, Ipman, Ipman trailer. Yeah, like yeah so <laughs> my, my first thought, uh, okay, not my first thought, my, maybe my seventh thought was, fuck, is this a brilliant viral marketing campaign for Ipman 4? Because Donnie Yen <laughs> is in Singapore. Think about it, Donnie Yen is in Singapore. <laughs> the kick, on, like for all those, uh, just go look at the video because yeah. it's ridiculous. Like the guy, he knows how to kick, man. And he and dashes across the road. He dashes to across, get there, yeah. Right? yeah. He 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 try, tries to like take take the guy on face on. The guy avoids him, and fucking, it's a side kick that. First of all, to kick something that's moving at like twenty kilometers an hour is yeah. not easy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could right. you could injure yourself. Yeah. The fact that he kicked it, so I fucking think it's Donnie Yen, man. But but at the same time, I heard that he got the the service Cisco officer also got injured, right? I mean, oh, I, 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 I'm not sure. I know that the, the, the rider was sent to the hospital. Oh, the rider, the rider, like probably has really like like pretty bad injuries, because uh, it was he was going really fast, which yeah. is another big no no. Yeah. Um, so he's not right. He he fucked he's up. He's completely in the wrong. Yeah, because it's illegal for them to ride on the road, right? Yeah, it is. It, it was always illegal to ride on the road. Yeah. But uh, a lot of them were having caught on camera doing it, and it was very bad. So actually, the funny thing is that <laughs> you think that uh, everyone would be like against violence and all that, but. The responses to what happened in the video have been quite mixed, no. right? Oh, is it? Yeah. There are a lot of people who are actually like praising the Cisco Certis uh, Cisco officer and saying that, hey, you know, we need to protect him because he was doing something that all of us wish we could do, which is to kick down errant PMD riders. La. Yeah. And uh, of course, we, we never ever condone violence. But the truth is that um, a lot of the frustration that co- led up to the recent ban on PMDs 
was because of them doing very dangerous things, uh, like yeah. speeding on roads, speeding on walkways, bumping, like crashing the people and yeah. everything. Uh. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, basically, there are people <laughs> saluting this Cisco officer so, for giving the flying kick. So, uh. okay, the official statement from the LTA kind of implies that uh, there was a group of... of uh, LTA active mobility enforcement officers. Uh. Active mobility. <laughs> yeah, active mobility, wow. not passive, no. Passive. Active. So, someone who's just, I don't know what is passive mobility. Uh. And then they have a. Fucking acronym. mobility is active, what? But, but they have an acronym or something, right? A A M E O S. AMIOS. AMIOS. Active mobility. What? Sorry? Uh, enforcement officers. Enforcement. AMIOS. A M E O S. Yeah. A-M-E-O-S. So I, th- I guess they probably meant, okay, these are mobility enforcement officers, and when yeah. they're on duty, they're active. They're active but fucking yeah. active mobility is like oxymorons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they were apparently patrolling ar- ar- along Bidot Reservoir Road, and they tried to give, uh, they tried to signal to to the PMD rider to stop. And according to them, he took evasive action, like, Which is yeah. why the guy is seen running across the road. Yeah. But to to point out something, I mean, it is at a traffic light. There's mm. a car waiting at a traffic light, which means it's a red, red light. light yeah. So it means the PMD was trying to go past the red light. Yeah, he's trying to like beat the red light. Right. So okay. That's an offense. Uh, he was riding on the road. Was is, is an offense as well. So you can assume that okay, he maybe saw the amios and was trying to evade them. Mm-hmm. So he was going to break the red light, like, which yeah. is a big offense because yeah. that is danger on the road. But the fact that the police officer kicked him is is the whole thing about taking the law into your own hands, like. And granted, he is an enforcement officer. Yep. But I'm pretty sure his job scope doesn't allow him to fucking kick people breaking a law. But Actually, it, uh, you it's not very clear in the video, right? But. Was the guy like trying to ram him? Run no, him no. I think him? I think the guy was trying to evade him. Evade him. So okay. so what happens is the guy is running across a traffic light and he tries to block the PMD rider and 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 he gets in his in his way like, mm. from a few meters out. Yeah. But you can see the PMD rider trying to swerve and evade the guy. Yeah. So as he was evading and riding past the amio, the fucking amio just sizes up and kicks him. Yeah. And like after that, like maintains perfect balance and lands back <laughs> on his on his feet feet, yeah. uh, which is fucking blows my mind that he could do that. Like. Yeah. You know, um, you don't even know where, whether it was his strong foot and all. But yeah, that guy is like so. But the fact is that, that people are supporting it, it, it. That is what the guy broke the law. Yeah. And in Singapore, I think Singapore's small enough, and there were the four of them. There are ways to verify the guy's identity, lah. I assume. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, uh, all we know is what we saw on the dash car camera, right? Yeah. The dash camera. Yeah. Um. So I think I I think I read some comments where maybe. Maybe the officer was trying to save his life because he was beating a red light. Maybe there was oncoming traffic that would have been really dangerous. <laughs> so, I mean, in that case, if you see like a lorry hurtling towards a PMD, <laughs> you would kick the PMD to save his life. Like, a few a few like scratches versus like a lifetime of uh, end of a life. Oh, like, that's, another, that's another potential plot twist. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, this is we only see it from that one perspective. So, yeah. that's a hard thing now. Like, I think the guy is under investigation. He's been suspended and he's the officer has been suspended as in is in under investigation, right? Yeah. And the other guy has been arrested, I suppose, for, yeah. for what he did. Yeah. As in, he, he went to hospital. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I guess, I mean, if the LTA guy is suspended or fired, he can consider one FC. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking honestly, look at the view. The, the PMD rider is not going fast, which is why I still think it's Donnie Yen. Oh, you think it's Donnie Yen? <laughs> yeah. Maybe everything, because there was a, just this past week, there was a big fight between two families in a yeah, <laughs> at Jewel. They were in line, I think they're fighting over tables or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the cause has been kind of like identified. I mean, I mean, AMW has been known to have very long lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since it opened a few months ago. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe things got heated because someone cut queue and something. So, a big <laughs> brawl bro- broke out. Maybe all this is marketing for the new Eman movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> so as much as we think that oh, it's real news, but no, it's yeah. like all marketing. It's only month four, man. Yeah. Why do you think Donnie Yen came to Singapore? Oh yeah, to to participate in a brawl. Outside yeah, there's AMW. gonna be like. Like un- unseen footage from the brawl at AW where this Wing Chun expert comes in and defuses <laughs> the fight and fuck reveal it's Donnie Yen. Then even this dash cam thing, someone's gonna take the dash cam, walk towards the LTA officer, the Amio, and turn around, fucking Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that that's uh I think we said a few weeks ago, like, right? There's a lot of danger in wanting to take the law into your own hands. Yeah. Even if the person is committing a relatively dangerous That act. was the civilian arrest, like, right? Yeah. Because it was a few weeks ago where five Good Samaritans, I still would call them good Samaritans, tried to mm. upend this upskirter. Apprehend, uh, Appre- apprehend, apprehend, apprehend oh. the, the, the upend him, you flip him upside oh, is it? down. Yeah. Upend means flip him upside down. Isn't that like, doesn't that what upend means? I don't know, Shell. I thought upend <laughs> was just an um, a easier way of saying apprehend. Oh, no, no, no. I think, I think upend means uh, uh, like, like. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upend means go upside down. Yeah. Upend meaning. 
to set or turn something on its end or upside down. She oh, appended a can of soup over the portions. Oh shit! Oh my <laughs> so you, god! Have you been writing your essays? All the police upended the suspect, <laughs> yeah. flipped him upside down, and shook him off all his pocket yeah. money. Like my mom upended me there. Right? <laughs> so yeah, so there were these five good Samaritans who apprehended the yeah. suspected upskirter, and while waiting for the police to come, the guy died. Yeah. So it's the same. Like okay, think about this LTA officer. If he kicked the guy, and the guy had a uh, and a big accident yeah. and died. Yeah. Well, how fucked up is that? Yeah, that's tough one. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I, 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 I don't know the intricacies of identifying uh, citizens, but I'm pretty sure that if you can go up close to that extent, you if you can't stop him, okay, fine, but you that feels like there's ways to identify him after yeah. that. La. No, for sure. I mean, anyone, uh, Singaporean men who have done guard duty in the army before, yeah. you always have a engagement protocol they call yeah. it where you're basically you're given a set of things to follow before you're allowed to actually Engage, is it? Uh, yeah fire basically fire a bullet at someone uh, like an intruder or something like that mm. you have to give fair warning you have to fire a warning shot and stuff like that la. I mean it's very normal like a standard operating procedure for anyone in enforcement agencies la, right? yeah. so I would imagine this Cisco officer there's no way <laughs> I, there's no way the protocol is like if he's charging kick and you like, <laughs> yeah. raise your leg and give him a flying kick. Uh. <laughs> it's more likely get out of the way and, and then like report the officers. Because, okay, let's say in the worst case scenario where they had already seen the guy in multiple traffic lights, he was breaking yeah. red light after yeah. red light and they somehow managed to, there was a high speed PMD chase yeah. uh, and he managed <laughs> to c- catch him. Even then, like fucking to physically uh, via, like kick someone like that. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh but okay, then conversely, if there, if you see a thief uh, running out mm. and, and an enforcement officer runs and tackles him to the ground, yeah, is that different? What, what do you mean if you see a thief like, running out? Let's say there's a police officer, right? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And they see someone run out of a shop. Yeah. Do they have the right to kick tackle? that guy? Or tackle that tackle guy? tackle totally, yeah. Tackle, yeah. So are you saying that if this case, if he didn't kick, but he threw himself and tackle the guy off the PMD, how probably, would that be? Probably tackle, but, but, to, but they probably have been taught techniques not to kill the person while tackling them la. that's my guess Yeah. Or, or to just hold on long enough such that like grab a piece of clothing or something such that you don't need to slam them to the floor or something. so that means if a police officer were to kick uh, a suspected uh, let's say an upskirter or yeah. a, 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 a shop thief yeah. to kick that is a no-go uh, kick is a no-go because that's like I think you're, that's assault already right in mm. essence whereas if you're trying to you can hold someone down without actually like uh, so it must be more passive lah yeah, but of course, of course. So that means this active mobility enforcement officer was a bit too active. He uh. was too active. Yeah, uh. He, he took to, his job he to He needs to dial himself down. Uh. Yeah, maybe he's angry because he, he used to have a PMD and he can't ride it anymore. Oh, maybe. Because all oh, you fuckers. And no, he maybe he used to him. have a job that was like not just walking around looking for PMD drivers to, 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 to assault. Uh. Yeah. Like you say, like 1FC fighter maybe. Yeah, 1FC fighter. Maybe he's like boxer. a personal trainer or a Thai kickboxer uh, <laughs> trainer in... Like he does it for a hobby and maybe he's just got a false sense of confidence like that holy shit this yeah. is what I learned in the gym let me fucking use it on the street not at a stationary target yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking moving target I mean we laugh at it but at the same time it's like you know there's a whole thing about people who when suddenly put in a uniform or wearing a uniform yeah. they assume this kind of uh, moral authority that, that they don't have and they, f- they feel like almost invincible and they, they do things that like if they're just wearing normal civilian clothes they wouldn't uh. Maybe this is a case of it like, where it got to his head that, oh, you know, I'm an enforcement officer and uh, it's within my right to do this. And boom, this is what happens to him. I think, I think these enforcement officers should have PMDs of their own. So we can literally see a PMD high-speed chase. <laughs> like I, not on the road, yeah. on the park connector. <laughs> you know, like evading, evading people, then go a fucking drone shot following yeah, yeah. the PMDs. They'll be fucking they, cool, man. They should be, they should be the only ones allowed to ride. Yeah, their and they have their own <laughs> sirens and all that because, like, the the police motorbikes can actually go fucking fast, now. Yeah. So these PMDs, like, cause I'm souped up, like they confiscate all the fucking souped up PMDs yeah, yeah. that can go 100 km per hour. Give it to these en- active mobility uh, enforcement officers. Make them really fucking active when they need to be, and let them let them fucking chase, man. Yeah, cause yeah, I guess that's that's why maybe his he had to use his foot like He just wasn't. He it was just. They maybe they've been very frustrated with not yeah. being able to catch people for a long time, so he felt like ah, I'm gonna end this right here today. And I'm guessing probably, I mean, okay, their life also is not shook. Like it's basically you know the life of an auditor who goes to a company and just points yeah. out people's mistakes. Yeah, and you He's, can't do anything about yeah, it. Right? They, yeah, they they are probably facing a ton of like hate from all the PMD riders. Yeah. They are probably stopping. Like, yeah. and it is a shitty position for them. But still, to kick someone, wow, that is that is that is ridiculous. 
Yeah, but we'll see what the the results of the investigation are. Yeah, whether they'll charge him or anything like that. Nah. Yeah, but but yeah, so 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 that's that's the the goofy the serious. Uh, with uh, a few hints of goofiness uh, topic of the week. Very violent, but goofy. Yeah. And I mean, of course, as always, if you guys have any thoughts at all or would like to... Someone actually messaged us today asking whether we're ever going to allow callers from listeners while we're recording. Oh, wow. Which is an interesting thing. Interesting thought. Which is something that maybe we might think about because it would be cool. Uh, I mean, this podcast is not stream live. We never edit it, but streaming live is a is a is a different beast. But maybe we could give people a heads up we are recording at this time. Yeah. Or, I don't know, Instagram Live or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. So, so you, can, you can slide into our DMs when, when, if and when we consider allowing callers. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but just let us know your thoughts. La. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's not streamed live and a lot of times our recording uh, timings are also pretty erratic because... Yeah. Because it, we're really trying to find... Uh, sometimes it's just about finding a yeah. a good story worth talking about. Yeah, because, well. I mean, we've thought about uploading on the same day every week, but sometimes there just isn't fucking stuff to talk about. And the last thing we want to do is try and squeeze out comedy from something that's so fucking mundane. You're like, I mean, hey guys, do you know that Tim Cook went to Tiong Bahru today? Yeah. And he ate three quay. Oh my God. And Singapore's economy is going to grow by 0.17%. Yeah, and they're bitching about home. You yeah. get the idea. Basically, we don't want to be like, like have to be like uh, radio DJs that have to make everything sound like it's a, a freaking like Wheel of Fortune commercial or something. Yeah. Like and like, if we're going to talk about the growth of the economy, you know, I don't think we're in the best position to also comment on economic uh, growth models. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so that's where we are coming from, and and that's that's the that's the way we are going to segue once again into our third and final segment of every podcast called One Shock Thing for the Week. Yes, actually we've this week because we've been recording a couple of these podcasts with the Singapore Social folks, right? Yeah, we've had a lot of shock things come yeah, forward. Yeah. It's like, uh, but I'm quite excited about my shock thing for, oh, for the day. Awesome, yeah. cool. And yeah, yeah. So so my shock thing is there's this Japanese YouTuber called Ghibli Ojisan who's a Japanese guy based in Singapore. Studio Ghibli, that Ghibli. Yeah. Oh, no, no, different. He's just an individual creator, like a oh, blogger. Okay, okay. So, I mean, decent size, 102,000 subscribers. Okay. Um, and he made, he uploaded a vlog on December 10th called Japanese Visiting Singapore's Most Dangerous Area. Yishun Vlog. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a 20-minute video and it's fucking awesome. Like, he walks past, he's like, you know, this is the most dangerous area in Singapore. Is it a Japanese guy? Yeah, it's a Japanese guy. So, so he's he, speaking in Japanese. Oh, he's speaking in Japanese. But there's captions. Oh, uh. awesome. So he's like, okay, I just exited the MRT. Looks looks pretty safe so far. Uh, then he walks past the Pasamalam and he says, okay, I, I can sense some danger. Uh, if you eat too much of that fried stuff, you might get high cholesterol. And it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. And I can just imagine someone from outside Singapore, you Google like Singapore dangerous <laughs> place. Let's say you watch Singapore social, yeah, right? And yeah. you want to find out, oh, a bit more about this country. You Google most dangerous area and you're like, okay, fuck, going to see some shit. Then this guy is walking along. People are, you know, smiling at him. He goes to a hawker center, asks about a menu. Yeah. And they're all very nice to him. La. But he knows, I mean, he... He's being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, honestly. yeah. He's being sarcastic. He's being okay, I just want to clarify because yeah, yeah, I can imagine a Japanese man being very <laughs> earnest and saying, Oh my God, this place is so scary. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, he's definitely being accent. sarcastic because, you know, Yishun has not the best history with cats, right? So he has yeah. this clip where he's with a cat. He's like, Okay, is the cat dead? Then the cat moves. He's like, Okay, okay alive, still alive. Okay, <laughs> the cats. So it is. It's, so is he a comic or a comedy channel or something? Uh, no, I think he's just a vlogger, but a he's vlogger. just a vlogger with a sense of humor. That's funny. Yeah, and then he takes a, a video, uh, I mean, a, a shot of the crime alert, you know, shop theft, yeah. 60 arrested. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, yeah, so, so maybe, I mean, he's maybe, quite earnest also. Towards the end yeah. also, he says, you know, he wanted to ask locals if he's shown he's dangerous, but yeah. uh, he didn't want to be disrespectful in true Japanese fashion. Yeah. The context that, that uh, why, for people who aren't from Singapore, yeah. Ishun is basically... Uh, this rather, uh, it's a suburb of Singapore, right? Yeah, in, that the, has, in the northern part. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like considered very, a bit far from the city centre. Yeah. Because Singapore is really small, but it's really considered one yeah, of the further yeah. parts. And uh, a lot of strange, uh, strange things, strange funny things have been happening there in Ishun, such that Ishun has gained a reputation as like the, the where strange things happen uh, in Singapore. So we're talking about things like, I think a horse carriage was, was in the parking lot once in Yishun. There was a cow at the void deck. <laughs> there was a cow at some void deck. And, uh, it's fucking weird. Like, honestly, yeah. Yishun, like, I think there was a, a, some people found with a pistol in yeah, Yishun yeah. somewhere, a stun gun. Yeah, and then when our president was first elected, she chose to stay in Yishun, right? Yeah, because that's where she stayed originally yeah, yeah, she, she before always she lived moved in out. Yeah. So there was a, 
the, I mean, the security guards and everything guarding a basically a public housing block. Uh, and everyone found that really weird. And then you get dead cats. It's fucking like, honestly, the issue is there's something there. Like, there's something yeah. there, which is which yeah. is why this guy's video is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why it's, it's, uh, it's funny because yeah, yeah. it's ironic. Yeah. That's my one shock thing. Oh, cool. What about you? Uh, my one shock thing is actually, uh, it's not a new thing, but it's just something I discovered recently. I was just browsing through gaming apps and then I found this uh, recommendation for a game called Her Story, which is a app, a, a game that was released in 2015 for both PC and uh, iOS devices. And it's basically um, a murder mystery where all you have is access to videos. You, you watch interrogation videos of this person uh, who's being interrogated by the police just talking about uh, her relation with uh, her relationship with the victim of the crime and things like that. Um, and you just all you can do is just type in search terms and then because every video is tagged with a few different words, you can actually then you watch all the videos and you slowly start to piece together the story of how the murder happened and what are the different relationships between all the people. And it's a it's very eerie, um, thrilling take on the genre of like uh, watch like what what what's the genre called where you you watch like, uh, yeah like paranormal activity and, and found footage found footage uh. but this is a game so you kind of have to decipher what the story is and what happened as you slowly watch and listen to the interrogation of this person mm. and uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone but it, it, it's quite a mind fucking process la. and it's a is a is a new game genre like, almost like I, don't, I mean it's 2015 so I'm surprised that this never came across my so how do you come across uh, it again I was just looking for stuff to play on your your iPhone because I'm not I'm not a usual mo- I'm not a mobile gamer. Mm. I don't really use my iPhone for for any games. But I thought, okay, why not just just take a look like, and see if there's anything good. And then I heard of this other game called Telling Lies that was one of the highest rated games this year. And her story, which is the app I'm playing, is the f- is a game that he did before this Telling Lies la. So so it's actually a uh, it's not it's not free. It's it costs like six dollars on the App Store, but mm. The, the mind fuck that goes with it and it's just such a fresh experience la. it's, oh, that's it's cool. totally worth worth trying out especially if you like you're like me like that you watch a lot of YouTube and, and you you know you try to look for for look deeper into things look in the background look into things and, and listen to stories la. oh cool yeah cool 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 so that's my one shock thing of the week cool 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 so in coming episodes we're we're gonna have like a year end review of the biggest incidents of the year yeah and the most comedy we can squeeze out of them, yeah. And and the Paul, I mean the Paul Foster and the and Nicole Ong yeah. podcast coming up. Uh, Nicole Go, Nicole Ong, Ong, I think. Oh, Nicole Ong, ah, Nicole Ong, Ong, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The, the from the cast of Singapore Social. Mm. Those are those are really interesting. Uh, yeah. they're, and they're longer than our usual podcast. If yeah. So if you because there's three of us in the room, so and it's a very a casual more. chat, la. Yeah. yeah. And you really, I mean, the Singapore Social, what you see is edited. Whereas our podcast, what you listen to is completely unedited. Unedited. And if you're watching, if you're listening to this retroactively, uh, those podcasts might already be out. So you can find everything on Spotify or wherever else you heard you're hearing this podcast. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Thanks for your attention and time. And let us know if you have any thoughts about what we discussed today. Okay. Talk to you all soon. Adios.